Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination through the book of John, and we're up to the fifth chapter right now. So before we jump in, let me just encourage you to uh, pass the word about these times together, okay? I know I say that from time to time, but just encourage you to share with one another to where you can discuss the things of the Word of God, where you encourage one another. And quite often, this you know, you can... Uh, Sort of use a third party to get that conversation going, you know. So in John chapter 5, we covered the first uh, three, four verses in our last episode together. Remember in some of the modern translations, verse 4 doesn't even exist. They've taken the last half of 3 and all of verse 4 out. In other modern translations, they'll bracket it with some comment about, well, you know, some of the best manuscripts we have don't have... Uh, this particular portion of the verse, which is true, but many, 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 many others do have it. Okay, so I think you got to be real careful there. So again, that's the reason that when I study, I'm literally sitting here with a, a King James Bible open, a New American Standard, an ESV, um, uh, Home of Christian. What's that called now? I thought, something Standard, I think. Christian Standard, they've renamed it. So anyway, here's uh, first verse 1, chapter 5. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, and withered. Now, this is where some modern versions stop, okay? Uh, New American Standard continues on. They are waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. And so what's being said in this verse and a half is the reason they're gathered around that pool is that from time to time, the waters would be stirred up. Okay? And it's acknowledged here that it's the angel of the Lord that's stirring these waters up. And whoever the first one was to get into the water at that time would be healed. Okay. Now, people say, well, you know, maybe I guess that wasn't true. Maybe there's just some type of insertion that somebody put in here to try to make things look supernatural. <clears throat> well, if you believe that, then you've got a problem with a balance of the story, okay? Because the story doesn't end there. It's just getting started, the account of what happens here. And so uh, sometimes people say, well, maybe it didn't happen that way. And, uh, well, no. And when you look a few verses right here, the way the sick man responds you know, he's expecting and wanting to get put into the pool when the water stirred up. So he says that in verse 7, but if you don't have the last half of verse 3 and verse 4, it's not going to make any sense to you. Like, well, who's stirring the water up? What's that all about? Is this like a, a heat pool, a wave pool kind of thing? You know, it won't make any sense. So verse 5 continues. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. Uh, he had been ill. He'd had an infirmity. The ESV says that he, ha he had been an invalid. Okay, It's something long going, 38 years he'd been like this. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been a long time in that condition, Jesus said to him, do you wish to get well? The ESV says, do you want to be healed? Now, a lot of times people will read that and they think that that's rather uh, foolish 
are insensitive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, type of question. But it's not at all. I have known many, many people that had infirmities and sicknesses and diseases and things and would claim to want to be healed of it. But the harsh reality was they really didn't want to be healed of it because it was such a, a pattern and practice of their behavior and their lifestyle to always be sick, to be sick literally for decades, for 38 years. Can you imagine? It became such uh, the norm for them to be that way. And so Jesus was doing something here. He wanted to know if the gentleman really wanted to be healed. Did he have faith, in other words? Did he really have faith to consider? So verse 7 says this. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. So he explains to him, do I want to get well? Yeah. He says, I try to get there, but before I get there, somebody else steps down before me. So look what Jesus does. Verse 8, Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Now just think about that. The man had been laying there for 38 years, lame, infirmed, whatever. Obviously, he had friends, family, or something like that that would drop him off, that would take him there. There was something that was occurring. And the Lord just looks at him and says, get up. You know how it is when we've been sick a couple of days. <laughs> you know, when you get up, you're a little unstable. He tells him to get up, and it really tells him to do three things. Get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Verse 9, immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet, and began to walk. Now, it was the Sabbath on that day. You know, I mentioned, I think, in the last episode that this particular encounter is going to be foundational for everything that happens here on in Jesus' life. And let me just tell you why. Because Jesus did this on the Sabbath. And he did several things on the Sabbath, not to be a troublemaker or a rabble-rouser, but to reveal, uh, particularly to the religionists, what their heart really was. The laws that were being broken, according to the religionists, were the laws of man. They were the interpretation of man. Uh, I have an example right here. Um, on the Sabbath day, they were to do no work. Well, you wind up with hundreds of things that define what work is and what work isn't. You'll see it in the Middle East today. Okay, if you go to the Middle East and you get on an elevator on Sabbath, and the Sabbath elevators are all set to where they stop on every floor on the way up. On the way down, it's up on the floor because pressing the button is considered to be work. Yeah, seriously. And there's just tons and tons of things like that. And Jesus was letting it be known that the Sabbath was for man and not man for the Sabbath. And so he picks up, this uh, man is healed now. He picks up his pallet and he begins to walk. Now let me just deal with the next verse two, then we'll pick it up later. Verse 10. So the Jews were saying to the man who, who was cured, it is the Sabbath, and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. They didn't question at all, like, hey, uh, how are you healed now? You know, how is it that you're able to carry your pallet instead of laying there just rotting away on the pallet? They didn't ask. They didn't care. They were just totally consumed with their interpretation of the law that it was not permissible for him to carry your pallet. So what did the guy say? <laughs> Verse 11. But he answered them, hey. He who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. 
Yeah, no joke. If somebody comes along and you've been laying there 38 years and they tell you what to do and what he had to do was simply to get up. Yeah. He made me well. He told me to pick up my pallet and walk. I picked up my pallet and I walked. Can you imagine? But this is the heart and this is the mind of the religionist. They will sit there and they will just fret and fret and fret over the little laws that they've created, but then have no concept of the more serious matters. Uh, people say, well, we don't have that today because we don't have the law. Oh, folks, it's even worse today. It really is. It is so much worse today. And so anyway, we'll look at this more as we go along. Um, you know, go back and read the uh, fifth chapter of John. We just went through the first 11 verses right here. Reflect upon this, and I'll see you again next time.